All right, welcome to the Ultimate Business Partners Podcast. Hey, my name's Dino. On behalf of my business partner and good friend, Brendan, we say thank you for downloading the podcast. Uh, If you haven't done so, man, do yourself a favor and subscribe to it. We don't want you to miss any of the content. It comes out pretty consistently. It's very timely. What we do, you guys, is we consult loan officers and realtors across the country on a daily basis, and we take collectively what we've learned over the last 15 years from just our experience and from the new things going on, we condense it down into these little bite-sized pieces through this podcast. So subscribe, follow us on Facebook, uh, check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter because we don't want you to miss the stuff we're putting out. The goal is to just give you things you can implement right now in your business to help you make more money, work less hours, save more money, have uh, increase the level of customer service, all that good stuff. So today I want to talk about how to hire the perfect person for your team. You know, it, 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 it is just a natural progression that as you have time in the business, your production goes up. You get more referrals, you get more leads because of all the great things that you do from your networking to the high level of service that you, uh, that you provide and deliver. So you just become more attractive. You get more business and your business grows. You get to this thing called capacity. And you know when you're over capacity, when people launch a little complaint every now and then, when you don't get back to people as timely, when you miss details, when you're always rushed, when you're working too many hours, when you neglect your health, okay, that's time that you're a little bit out of control and you should consider hiring somebody to help you. Some people call it a loan partner, a loan officer assistant, a realtor partner, an admin, a team member, whatever it is, the purpose of it is to help you stay more organized and to grow your business more. Because you're not gonna close 20 transactions a month just by yourself, at least probably not in a good way. (laughs) So, So wouldn't you agree the natural progression is to expand your team? Here's the problem. Nobody's ever really taught you how to do that. If you don't work for a big company that has procedures in place already, and even if you do, you might not follow them, but odds are you've not done it. Typically what happens, what we see is you hire somebody out of just sheer need. You hire a friend, you hire a family member, you hire somebody that's just nice, and all of a sudden you're even more stressed out than before they were ever in your life. Your, your assistant, your team member that's supposed to help you is actually making it more difficult. Like the analogy is, you, you know, it gets so difficult. Like imagine you're running up a hill pushing a wheelbarrow full of rocks. It's heavy, so you need help to keep climbing. So you hire somebody to help you push it up the hill. But instead of this person helping you push, they jump in the friggin' wheelbarrow. They're sitting down in it and they're facing you and they're smiling saying, yeah, it's payday. Yeah, yeah, I love working here. It's payday. And it, it, it increases your workload. It gets sometimes so bad that this person now stresses you out. Like you walk into the office and see them and you just instantly go, oh my gosh, I can't even, I gotta walk right by. That's why this is so top of mind. Literally just this week talking to a client who's like, you know, I can't even stand them. I like, they, 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 they add work to my business. I can't even stand this person I hired. Can you imagine that? Like, I know that sounds far-fetched, but it's true. It happens every day across the real estate industry. So let me share with you some tips on how we recommend that you hire uh, the best, the best, you know, teammate, the best assistant. First, 
first, first. Create a written job contract. This helps you hire the person who can actually do the job. Because, like I mentioned earlier, so many times we err by hiring a nice person or someone who just interviews well instead of focusing on the specific qualifications for the job. So you have to be extremely detailed when writing out your job description. So what are the responsibilities? What do they have to assume so that you can confidently go out and sell more? What qualifications and experiences this person need to have in order to fulfill their role? Like if you're a loan rep, do they need to know a specific LOS? Do they need to have a license? Do they need to know how to run D or LP? If you're a realtor, do they need to have a license? Do they need to be in MLS already? What is it that they need? That's the first step. Be super clear on what they need to do. And based on what they need to do, you can start reverse engineering what experience does they need. Then the next step is pay. So here's my rule on compensation. Don't overthink it. Make it very simple. This is an employee. Pay for quality. Pay for quality, don't go cheap. Compensation packages that are low on a base and heavy on a bonus suck. That's not, that's not an employee's dream. Oh, the sky's the limit. Work with me. Like it, that's, that might sound good at first, but you'll, you'll churn people so fast. right? Employees want things like purpose. They want things like security, respect. They want to feel heard. You know, they want work-life balance, benefits, career advancement. Right? You're an entrepreneur. You're motivated by other things like sales, like closing deals, like commissions. Employees aren't. They're not cut from an entrepreneurial cloth. So because that's the case, when you structure low wage, high bonus, that is usually a recipe for disaster or frustration or stress. So just have a pay structure that is competitive and it's not low on wage and high on bonus. Now, here's the next step, how to use the job board. So you've got your detailed job description. We literally put that job ad on the job board, and we include expected duties, work hours, office location, like if the person's required to be in the office. We lay all that out. Now, if you work for a company that has an HR department, make sure that your, your, what you're going to post gets approved, right? We use something like Indeed, and we'll spend like 20 bucks to boost it, and within a couple weeks, we've got a lot of good resumes. Like a lot is like 20 to 30. Now, here's a couple tricks on these platforms, like Indeed specifically. I always put in the qualifier questions. Like, especially if I want them in the office, I know they need to live within one or two zip codes because otherwise commuting sucks. Like commuting is a grind and then they'll leave me. So I'll say, hey, do you live in this zip code? And how many years of experience do you have in real estate or lending? I'll ask four qualifying questions. And they have to be all green. And it's green if they answer yes. It's red if they answer no. So I'll sort by the questions and then I'll look at the resumes. Okay? And on the resumes that I like and on the questions that are all green, they answered them all right, I never call them. I never call first. I do a phone screen. So I'll then send them the automated link to a phone screen. And the phone screen will ask them, three or four questions. Now, the point of this is the ones who are motivated will accept the phone screen and answer. The ones that aren't, they just, they never follow up, which is fine. I don't want the person who's not following up. Because remember, I'm paying. 
paying for this person. I'm looking for the right person to help me who's a good reflection of my company. So what happens is they'll do the phone screen and I'll get notified. Now I'll listen to the phone screen. I'll gladly spend five minutes listening to a phone screen rather than 30 minutes in an interview. So if the phone screen is good, the questions are good, the resume is good, I'm going to call them. I'll give them a call and I'll compliment them on their phone screen and I'll ask them basic questions like, what are they looking to do? Why are they looking to change? Tell me about your experience, right? I want to just get a picture of who I'm talking to and in my mind, I'm picturing this person talking to my clients, to my, to my, to my referral partners and I'm, I'm settling in my mind, yes, this is, this is good. This is what I could see this person so far being part of the daily routine and elevating my business. Now, if all that goes good, then what I do is I say, hey, I'm going to send you a couple personality assessments. I'm going to email you two links. And what I'd like you to do is complete the assessments. And then I'll tell them, send me the screenshot. Like, you don't need to print anything, make it fancy. Just take a screenshot of the result page of each one. Guys, this is critical. I love these two. One is called howtofascinate.com. Howtofascinate.com. It's created and written by this amazing author. Her name's Sally Hogshead. And she wrote a book called How to Fascinate. And the science behind what she does on how the world sees you is incredible to me. And it's free. Howtofascinate.com. The other one I like is the16personalities.com. If you're not familiar with 16personalities.com, these two are like secret weapons. They're both free and they both give you an idea of who this person is and how they fit in your culture, which is really important because you, you really don't want somebody who's exactly like you, do you? If you hire another mini me, stuff is probably gonna go wrong. So this helps you really take a step back because you need those gaps filled and it so it helps you do two things make sure you know who you're hiring make sure their natural skill set matches the job description that you already put out there so i get all that back and i just sit down and i review it and i'll talk to like do i need to talk to my coworkers about it is there uh, who else is this person interacting with is it processing team is it an escrow coordinator is it buyers agents who is this person interacting with you know they're There's no right way. I just find that the more I share this information, the more feedback I get that helps the team go in the right direction. If everything's a green light, then we call them back for an interview, right? And there's a couple ways to do this. I want them to come to the office in all instances, and I want them to walk around and introduce them to everyone. Like, I want the candidate to see the entire operation, the offices, the workstations, the break room, the conference room. It gives us a chance to observe them in a social setting. And I budget like 90 minutes for the interview because it gives me enough time to go through my questions, their questions, usually end in 45 minutes, 50 minutes, then they bounce. But then I can write down my notes, write down my takeaways, especially if I have back to back. I don't want to do like necessarily one hour meetings and then run over and then like have no time to settle my thoughts. So I'll do like 90 minutes. And then I'll, I, I can knock out several interviews. And then after all that, I'll write down all my, I'll review all my assessments, all the personality profiles, look at their resumes, and I'll decide on one. Because at this point, 
if I'm down to like three candidates that I like, I mean, those are probably three solid candidates. I'm probably not going to go wrong. It's probably going to be a very difficult decision. And that's what you're after. If it's a tough decision, if you go through all these steps and you're like, wow, that's tough to choose between these two, you should pat yourself on the friggin' back because that means you've done a great job. That means that you've, you've got, you've boiled it down to quality. And I like to just send out the offer. I'll call them and make the, make the uh, kind of the informal offer and then I'll email it to them. And, and that's it. And I don't notify the runner-up candidates until we offered the job and until all the HR stuff is passed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to boil it down to three and make the offer to one and call the other two and say, hey, thanks, but we went with somebody else right there on the spot. Because if something happens with offer number one, some weird thing pops up and we can't onboard them, then I've got still two in the wings. See what I'm saying? So just be strategic about that. Now, once they start, critical, do 30, 60, 90-day reviews. The worst mistake you can make is not have an onboarding process, right? To integrate into a new team and for that member to integrate into a new team, you have to follow a written plan. They can't be expected to know everything on day one. They just can't. I mean, basics. Make sure they have a desk. Make sure they have a computer. Email. Welcome sign would be nice. Card signed by everyone would be nice. Like, just have them integrate. But the key for you is this. Define milestones. By the end of 30 days, here's where we should be. By the end of 60 days, here's where we should be. By the end of 90 days, here's where we should be. It's time for honest feedback and direction. Like, hey, is this working? Is this working well? Are we working together well? If yes, why why is it working? If not, why not? Honest communication is critical and is key. And that's it. You've done all the hard work. Now you can reap the benefit of having, you know, a great solid team. That might sound like a lot of work, you guys. It's really, it's really not. You can do this. Just be clear, be organized, follow those nine, <coughs> follow those nine steps. Ooh, excuse me. <coughs> follow those nine steps, and I'm telling you, it's gonna make a world of difference in your business. Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you make it a great day. Take care. Talk to you next time.